got to talk to him last week. He's not on the show here today, but he was in the show last week. Just want to cheap plug that. You can check it out in the archives. But before you check out last week's episode, this week's episode is going to be pretty good, too. December 1st, 2015. If you haven't already heard, I'm Graham Jesus Matthews, sitting alongside the one, the one, the only, the person attending TLC with me in just 12 more days at RJ underscore Mars. So RJ, how's it doing today? Doing good tonight, Graham. You doing good? Doing great. You ready for TLC? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for TLC. I'm ready for Star Wars 7, and I'm ready for Christmas. We're NXT London. NXT London in two <laughs> weeks. That's also in two weeks. I'll be yeah. in your place for that, too. Yeah. Better not be leaving campus before that show. I have finals on Friday. So, you, so you'll be here until Friday, though? Yep. Woo! What day is it on? Wednesday? Wednesday. No finals on Wednesday. Order and fried, still. <laughs> I have money on my card. Order and fried at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, too. Perfect. Can't wait for it. But we're not alone here today. We're being joined for the first time in a couple months. He's back here on the show, Arden Franklin. Arden, how are you doing tonight, dude? Doing pretty good, man. Can't complain. Thanks for having me back on. Of course, of course. And I know we were listening to your podcast with Randy Cruz, who we also have to get back here on the show at some point. Also a great analyst of wrestling. Um, but you guys were talking right. about Survivor Series a couple weeks ago. And, RJ, you weren't here. We weren't talking about Survivor Series last week. We took the week off for the Goldberg interview, and we're back here on campus. Oh, man, speaking of Survivor Series, just to give the audience a, a, a quick, your two cents, I guess, your two cents of Survivor Series, RJ, in a nutshell, what was the pay-per-view like to you? I thought it was, I thought it was easily the worst pay-per-view of the year. Um, it really didn't have much for me. I thought most of the matches were pretty predictable before they happened, and everyone that I th- figured out were going to win, they won, and then they had Sheamus cash in on Roman Reigns, and... And the main event wasn't, I don't know, they just didn't give enough time. An eight-minute match between Reigns and Ambrose seemed so rushed, and they still had 20, 25 minutes left they could have used. Instead, they do with the Sheamus cash-in that no one wanted to see, and now we have Sheamus 515 as champion. Hey, Sheamus 515 says, I just kicked your arse. Oh, How about that? God. That's the new Austin 316, isn't it? Huge ratings pop last night, right? Uh, I bet. Huge ratings pop. Sheamus is a draw. He's not. Give me a break. Yeah, Sucks. of course. Roman Reigns and Sheamus in the main event of TLC. It's not going to – it's like – it's better than Roman Reigns and Big Show for the millionth time, but it's not the match that I feel like will take us to a new point, to a new level going into WrestleMania season. The next two months of Raw are going to be poop if this is what we're going to be subjected to for the next two months because last night's Raw was not good. Last week's Raw was not good either, and that's what it's going to continue to be like with – not Sheamus is not the sole problem here, but – it's just ridiculous. I mean, Arden and Randy were talking on their podcast. They needed to hit a home run at Survivor Series, and they hit. Uh, they they struck out, or they hit a bunt, and they didn't make it out. I mean, they got out at first. Yeah. Awful. Awful. They did not hit a home run at all. Not even close. Not even close. Not even a single. With Sheamus cashing money in the bank, the most predictable path possible. Ridiculous. But before we go on, Arden, what were your thoughts of Survivor Series last week, brother? Predictable. Definitely uh, not rememberable. You know, even now, just thinking about it, I mean, even though it was supposed to be the 25th anniversary for Taker and things like that, and remembering Taker, even that part was not a memorable thing for me. But it was just that all in a nutshell. But it was just more of a typical WWE pay-per-view these days. It was just predictable. It was not memorable. And it was something where, and, and I'm, I'm happy you've been bringing it up, uh, me and Randy's, you know, podcast from what we did. I appreciate it. We also gave you a shout out on it, by the way. Um, 
it's just one of those things where the WWE, you already know, it's either they're going to completely surprise you or they're going to just completely BS you. There's nothing in between, and they definitely BS. They definitely BS the, uh, us on Survivor Series night. It's ridiculous. Like you said, very you, you used the best word, very safe pay-per-view. Didn't try any risks, didn't go with like a Roman Reigns heel turn. If it doesn't work out, then you turn him back babyface. I've said the same thing about John Cena for years. But the biggest difference between Roman and Cena is that they can – they can, you know, sacrifice a Reigns heel turn right now. Cena, maybe not so with the roster being as thin as it is. And there's no one to take over as a top heel because we have no heels. We have Sheamus. We have Barrett. We have Rusev. And the Wyatt family are losers. Like, everyone in the roster is a bunch of losers. Is pretty much what it is. There is... <clears throat> who do we have right now? Owens. Owens. Maybe Dean Ambrose. Maybe Roman, Roman Reigns. Reigns. That's it. That's it. Everyone else, like, those are the only real, quote-unquote, stars... And then everyone else, bunch of losers. Dolph Ziggler, Tyler Breeze, the Wyatt family, um, Barrett, Rusev, Del Rio, lots of – what was the word that you used, uh, RJ? <laughs> Even Stevens booking. Even Stevens booking is ridiculous. Every single week. How do, you, how do they expect us to care about anyone on this show if they keep on winning and losing? Like Breeze, he gets a big win, quote-unquote big win at Survivor Series. That is so such a huge win for his career that he proceeds to lose the next night on Raw. He loses on SmackDown that same week, and then he loses again eight days later on Raw against Dolph Ziggler, a guy who hasn't won a match since Methuselah was alive. But they gave him a win anyway because they just threw him a bone because because that's it. Like there's no reasoning behind it, you know. That's just the reason why I feel like no one really can invest in anyone on the roster right now because the booking is so horrid. Like, you don't care about any of these guys because they don't have any... What's the word, RJ? The two words? Two favorite words, you know it. Character development. Character development. There's none of it. I got a little bit last night with Charlotte and Becky, which we'll get into, but... And that's the whole reason why I, fought, I felt like Survivor Series flopped. We haven't had a lot of, if any, bad pay-per-views this year. We've had a lot of good ones, some in-the-middle ones, no bad ones until, like, Survivor Series. Like, yeah. that was above and beyond. The worst Especially show. for a big four pay-per-view, it stunk up the joint. Exactly. Exactly. For a big four pay-per-view. And one of your favorites, I'm sure you were disappointed. I was pissed. Very pissed. That they screwed up one of the big special big four pay-per-views. That was hot, steamy poop that show was. It was bad. Very bad. But that was eight days ago or nine days ago, I guess, at this point. Last night's Raw wasn't that much better, so it's not going to be like it's much more positive. But... Kicking off the show was, it's a new day, or yes it is. The WWE Tag Team Champions, the new day, opening the show to celebrate Sheamus' WWE title victory. I can't, I mean, I like the new day, but it's obvious. It is very, very obvious they're using the new day to try to get Sheamus over as a heel. Like, they're trying to rub that enthusiasm, that excitement that surrounds the new day onto Sheamus, but it's not working at all. I mean, like, the hip shake from Sheamus was funny, like it was comical, but other than that, the whole segment, it dragged on for 10 minutes. Roman Reigns comes out of nowhere, knocks him out, sets up the main event, blah, blah, blah. Like, the rest of the show was that in a nutshell. Like, I just didn't care. Like, I like the New Day, but I don't even think they can save Sheamus at this point in being anything but boring. Like, I like Sheamus, and I've said that before, but his booking is so horrid that people just do not care. Um, but before I go on, though, Arden, what were your thoughts in the opening segment of Raw last night? That was okay. In all honesty, you know, I was only able to see half of it because I was on my way. I was on my way home from work, but actually, we watched it this morning and even again today, just to really uh, get a feel for the opening segment to really understand it and 
what you reference is true. You know, you can tell that they're trying to get Sheamus over a little more as a heel by having him with the New Day. But I just think personally that's not a good look. I don't think it fits because the New Day, even though they are heels, they're like popular heels in a way, if you get what I'm saying. Like these are guys who people love to boo, but at the same time it's like you enjoy booing them or you just enjoy them, period. Mm -hmm. You can't say the same for Sheamus. And I also feel like Sheamus should be at the point of his career or based on his presence alone with the hair and everything else where he should be able to draw a reaction, you know. He should be able to get in the ring by himself for a few minutes and draw a reaction. We don't need to do all of this silliness with the New Day and have him dancing and doing all this silly stuff. And, of course, you got Reigns coming out of nowhere, hitting him with the Superman punch. It was super obvious, you know, especially when he was going on the corners for the second or third time. But if I had to give it a grade on a scale of 1 through 10, I would give it a four because it, it was boring to me. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't nothing to like be. Oh, this is okay. This is interesting, or this is unique. It was typical stuff. Typical stuff. Nothing to you, you skip over it. Basically, if you have to show this again to somebody else, or if you have to watch it. Exactly. If you're watching on DVR, it would have skipped right over it. But I absolutely agree. I love the New Day, but they just do not. Them and Sheamus don't work. Him and Rollins. Them and Rollins work. Because Rollins can be a serious heel and a slimy, comical heel. Exactly. You know, that's why they have right. such great chemistry. Like you said, it's awesome. Um, and I think it was someone proposed on Solomonster Show that they had New Day, if they had New Day go to Seth Rollins while he's recovering, like kind of like Mick Foley, Mr. McMahon style, would be hilarious. Uh-huh. So they're never going to do it, but it'd be great if they did something like that. But um, still a huge New Day fan. I just... None of their excitement, what surrounds their act, really can rub off on Sheamus at this point. He's just, he's a dead act. It's its just not going to work. I mean, they can try to build him up strong, but when it's seven on four and whatever, people just don't care. They just don't care about the guy. So, I don't know. Um, just not a very exciting opening segment. Like Arden said, it didn't really accomplish anything. It kind of set up the main event slightly, but other than that, it didn't really make me want to see the rematch of TLC or whatever, but... Um, I was going to say something else, but I forgot. RJ, your thoughts on the opening segment from what you saw? Yeah, I, I, I walked in like a couple minutes late, but um, like you said, I feel like they're trying to use the new day to people get people to hate Sheamus or like people care about him. But like you said, they don't have the same chemistry with Sheamus as they did with Rollins. Like Rollins was like funny with them and goofing off with them, so it was actually like very comical to see them together and like they're actually very entertaining. But with Sheamus, it's just like you said, just a dead act. No one cares. Fans just sit on their hands. They don't. They don't want to clap for him. They, they don't, don't want to do anything. Boo, exactly. It's just like he comes out and no one says anything. Came in. He's been in the. What's he been in the business for? Eight, seven, eight years. Guy can't even incite a reaction anymore. Exactly. Just, just nobody. It's just. It's not even like him. It's just the booking of him that no one cares anymore. Way too overexposed too. Yeah. Way too overexposed. <laughs> and I, I definitely feel like with him, it's gotten to a point where I, he might be able to be rehabbed. Like I like heel Sheamus. It's just the fact that since he came back, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but he beats Dolph Ziggler. He loses to Dolph Ziggler. He wins the briefcase. He loses a million matches to Orton. He wins loses a the Neville. match. Loses the Neville. Loses the Lucha Dragons. Loses to freaking Santino. I mean, he probably lost him at some point. I don't know. But he loses to everybody is the point that I'm trying to make here. And just no one cares. And when you put the world title on the guy, I mean, it's, it differs from past Money in the Bank winners where I've gotten the question before, has the Money in the Bank concept been ruined in the last couple of years? And I guess you can kind of make an argument for that. I wouldn't 
argue against it, but at the same time, I feel like when people cashed in in recent years, people cared. Like, even Miz. I know, like, the thought of him as WWE champion was horrid and still is to this day, five years later, but at least he was built up in a way that people cared about him. Like, he went from a tag team guy to a U.S. title guy to Mr. Money in the Bank. He was in the main event scene for a couple months, and then he won the title. So it didn't really come out of nowhere. Like, he was already flirting with the main event scene when he won that belt, whereas Sheamus... He's been in the main event in the last couple of years, but he's been losing, like you said, Neville, all these other losers in the last couple of months. It's kind of the point where just no one cares. Like when Dolph Ziggler cashed in after he lost in months and months and months on end, people still cared. It got one of the biggest reactions in Raw history. And then when you have Sheamus cash in, went over like a fart in church. No one cared. But anyway, um, that was the opening segment. We'll get back to that those guys later in the main event. But um, after that, we had Dolph Ziggler versus Tyler Breeze. Kind of already gave my two cents on this, but RJ, um, what were you thinking after this match ended? Just another even, even Stevens booking match. Nothing, pretty much the same as their other matches aren't bad. Just like, why have him lose? Why have Tyler Breeze lose again? Lost three shows in a row, and like he's not gonna get over if he keeps losing. And it's not like Dolph Ziggler means as much as he used to. So losing to him is like, not a good thing. No. So, it is what it is. The, the creative has no idea what they're doing. Like you said, it seems like they're booking as the show goes on. Like, oh, let's give him a win. Why not? But they're just not thinking, like, people don't care. Like, if I tune on Raw and see Tyler Breeze win and win and win, I'm like, oh, this guy must be, like, must be a big deal. If I see him win one time and lose and lose again and lose again, I'm like, why should I care about him? They don't have any character development with any of these people either, so it's not like I should care anyways. No one, had, no one has any momentum right now whatsoever. Breeze has no momentum. Ziggler no. has no momentum. No fanfare. No nothing. Like they get pops. Now I'm not to say they're not not to say they're not over. I mean, in the traditional sense, compared to people ten years ago, they're not over at all. There's like nobody on the roster that's over for the most part. But I mean, in terms of people investing in these people and caring what happens to them next, no one could care less about either one of these guys, Dolph Ziggler or Tyler Breeze. It's like they're booking the show as the show is going on. You know what it reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of like them. What it makes me think of is, like, they're booking the show in, like, 2K16. Like, oh, let's do this match. Let's simulate the results and see who wins. Oh, Breeze won this match. Ziggler won that match. It's not like they have a, a strategy behind what they're doing. They're literally just throwing people out there, throwing shit at the wall, seeing what sticks, and it's just not working because they don't have a plan ahead. Like, I hate to go back to, like, 20, 15 years ago because it's not the same anymore when they used to have plans, you know, like, months in ahead. They would start the booking for WrestleMania Survivor Series. You can't really do that with people like Rollins and Orton and people getting hurt so many months in advance, but you can at least have an outline for what you want to do at the grand stage, and then if someone gets hurt, we can, you know, put in plan B. Let's do that. With Rollins getting hurt, it didn't really seem like they had a plan B, and they just kind of... I think Roman Reigns versus Sheamus was the plan the whole time, and maybe they had Rollins in the triple threat. I'm not really sure, but it just seems like with many of these matches, including this one... They just don't have a plan. They just have people simulate. They're literally pressing the simulate button on all of these matches and just to see who gets over. Oh, no, Ziggler won this week. Cool. Like, I don't care. Like, it's like, oh, what's next? Is he going to face Kevin Owens for the IC title? Like, no, he's not because the guy's a loser. Right? He won, but he's still a loser because he's probably going to lose to freaking Del Rio on SmackDown. And Breeze is the guy that came up a month ago. I mean, they hate to rant and rant and rant, but the guy, Breeze, is a guy that has so much potential He's great in the ring. He's got a gimmick. I mean, I, we said this from the get-go, but he has a gimmick that is very, very sensitive in the respect that if they don't handle it properly in the main roster, he's going to become the next Fandango. And we know what happened to him. He's on Superstars Hell right now. 
And whereas a guy like Dolph Z or Tyler Breeze rather can break away from that because I feel like he can be something in this company. He can be like an IC title level guy. He can be like Shawn Michaels circa 1992 if they booked him properly. But if you have the guy lose every single week, no one's going to give a crap about him. Good match, just a mind-boggling result. So, Arden, what were your thoughts on uh, Ziggler versus Breeze last night? What is the point of this program anymore? Like, this program, I'm being dead serious when I say that. Like, what is the point of having Breeze versus Ziggler at this point? It's like what RJ describes it as now. It's even Steven's bookings now. It's, it's just another filler. It's another part of the program. It's another, yeah, you two go out there and put on a solid match for the people and then we're going from there. It's My thoughts on this is, is really brief. I, I just really don't get it at this point. Unless this is used to elevate somebody between the two, which it should be Tyler Breeze, then what's the point of having this program any longer? It just doesn't make sense. It's just another filler. Exactly. They, they get no promo time for one thing. They had the one Miz TV segment a couple, like last month, or when Breeze debuted like a month and a half ago. And that was it. It was all over because Summer Rae wanted to get vengeance on Ziggler. And I guess she got at Survivor Series, but we haven't heard from anyone since. And Ziggler, I'm sorry, Summer Rae, and you said it last night at RJ, she is a cancer. She is a cancer. Whatever she touches turns to mold, not gold, because she's just not good. I mean, she's good, but she's been involved in so many kayfabe relationships that people just stopped caring after Fandango and then Zack Ryder and whoever whoever else she was in a relationship with uh, Rusev and everyone else who has basically been reverted to nothing over the last couple of years but yeah like you said Arden the, the feud the program is over nothing like why should I care about the even Stevens booking like one guy wins the other guy wins but what is the feud even about like I like the idea of a Ziggler Breeze feud because they work well together they have good chemistry but the feud is over nothing like, the storytelling is a, I mean, really going back to the basics here, it's an essential part of wrestling. Like, you can have a great match, but at the end of the day, if you have nothing, if it's not over anything, if there's really no reason why it was set up, there's no aftermath, no one's going to give a crap. Go watch Ring of Honor or something like that. But Ring of Honor at least has stories. These guys, the, the mid card has no stories. None of these guys have momentum right now. This makes no sense. Um, speaking of no momentum, after that we had Miz TV with Rusev and Lana. Lana making her return to TV after three months away. And, I mean, I appreciate the attempt to at least try to kind of fill in those logic gaps as to why Lana would take Rusev back. But that's where the praise stops. Because they did nothing. I mean, they tried with this segment. They could have easily just had Lana go out there and manage Rusev in the main event. So at least they had the idea in mind. But the execution was awful. Because... Miz was asking them all the money questions. He's like, so why are you guys back together after everything, that, every, after everything that was said? Blah, 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 blah. And she just goes, I love him. Like, that's not an answer to the question. Like, that was a very obvious cop-out answer from creative, not them. But it just makes no sense. Like, I'm happy they kiboshed the whole Ziggler, Summer, Rusev, Lana crap because we've been pooping on that for months, and rightfully so. The feud is terrible. But, I mean, beyond that point, what do you do with these guys? Because they're back in love again, and Lana, like, people don't even know how to react to her. When she came out, they're like, oh, I, I liked her, but she's with Rusev now, so I don't really know how to react. And she's not the aggressive, overbearing heel that she was before this whole love triangle or uh, quadrangle or whatever the hell they're calling it started. 
because they've just reverted. They've just re had to resort to being a lovesick puppy in Recep 2. He's not, he hasn't been a monster. He hasn't been relevant in months. But they, they tried last week in the match with Roman Reigns. But ever since then, he's just been just a, a, a throwaway guy. No one cares about him. Um, but anyway, just a terrible segment. We'll talk about, you know, we'll include it in here too. Ryback and Rusev, the match was nothing. Match went two minutes. Ryback won via count out. Again, no one cared. Um, so, Arden, what were your thoughts on Miz TV and the subsequent match between Rusev and Ryback? When I thought about that, and uh, as I was watching it, it went just as I thought in terms of those two are going to talk, talk about making up. And you know what it is, too, about that program? No, I shouldn't even say that program. Why am I saying program? When I think about that se segment, mm -hmm. all it is, it's really Vince McMahon and the creative team going, damn it, we have to do all this just because you two, and when I talk about you two, I'm talking about Lana Rusev, you guys had to be public with your love for each other. Because mm -hmm. that was always the funniest thing about Rusev and Lana. You look at these two on TV, even during their supposed breakup on television, Lana versus Ziggler, yet Lana on Instagram is a completely different person, and she was posting occasionally pictures of her and Rusev. And I, I even remember when she posted the wig, and I was, when I, and I was like, well, this is not going to go over well backstage. Mm -hmm. and, and I felt like it was definitely the case when I was watching this segment. It's just those two together. The spark isn't there anymore in terms of in-ring Lana and Rusev, that same spark that they had, that 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 impact that they made last year, is just not going to be be there anymore. It's like they're in two different, completely points of their careers already, and it hasn't even made a year yet, which is completely absurd. And then, of course, of course, you have to throw in Ryback. Why? Because I do not. No, it was just one of those segments in which, once again, if I had to watch it on the DVR or if I had to show it to somebody else, I'm skipping right over it. Exactly. There was no purpose to the segment. They tried to explain why they broke up in the first place, but they failed in doing so. The match was literally pointless. It served no purpose. Ryback is in the middle of doing nothing right now. Rusev's doing nothing. And like you said, the same spark that they had a year ago when they rode into WrestleMania in a freaking tank, it's not there anymore. That's where it all died. And the John Cena feud was a complete waste of time. I don't care what anyone says. The matches were okay, especially the I Quit one. I thought that one was the best. But the whole feud was a total waste of time. I mean, it got the belt on Cena, which is good. It gave us the U.S. Open Challenge. But there are other ways of doing that without beating Rusev on three consecutive pay-per-views. And that wasn't even the worst part. It was booking him, like I said, like the lovesick puppy and everything else that followed and whatever. It's just, like you said, the chemistry is not there anymore. They might as well just keep him separate and try to rehab Rusev by himself. Because Lana, there's so much heat on her backstage that whatever heat's that, that, that's on her right now, it's going to carry on to Rusev. And I'm, I can't imagine how much worse it could get for the character on TV because he's been jobbed out for months. The guy lost to Neville on main event two months ago. Like, why should anyone care? Makes no sense. Uh, RJ, your thoughts on this amazing love triangle between, uh, I don't know, the, the reuniting of Rusev and Lana last night on Raw. Um, the segment alone, it just, I just can't, so I don't stand, I can't, I don't like any of the Miz TV segments. I think they're all just gossip, stupid segments that really are pointless. And then this one, they, like you said, they kind of dodge all the hard questions that everyone wanted to know, like making out in the middle of the ring love each other, whatever. 
Rusev said it in the ring, he's a beast, but outside the ring, he's a lover. What the hell that means. <laughs> um, then Ryback came out, hit a couple jokes. Rusev loses in D via DQ or count out after Lana gets hit. I don't know what the hell happened. He ran to the stair steps and hit her, I guess. I don't know. And then picks her up and leaves. Like, where? This, I, I like Rooster, but they, they've done all the momentum or any relevance to anyone caring about him is gone. He was came the hero of the Russian Federation. Came out on a freaking Federation. tank. Came out on a tank. tank. Was the, one of the biggest heels they had last year. Lose the Cena, and guys have been the same since. They, it's not like, okay, Lula Cena was bad, but then the whole love triangle. The, the whole summer was so bad. Just a kiss of death. Kiss no of death for him. It was. And then then they loved each other. And then him and Summer were going to get married. And then the next week they didn't. And then he was back with Lana again. And then now he's doing nothing. And then he's with the United League of Nations or whatever the hell it's called. But why should anyone care? The guy's just lost to freaking Ryback via count out. <laughs> he hasn't done anything in so long. And then Sheamus like, my right hand man, the Bulgarian brute. The guy's not done anything for anyone to care about him. Exactly. How big of a monster is he if he loses, like you said, the Neville on main event? The booking ain't there. The booking is just not there. Lana's dead in the water. Rusev's dead in the water. Ryback's got nothing going on right now. But you trashed Miz TV. It's the most must-see television show in WWE history. It is Miz TV. <laughs> Miz is another guy that they're doing with. They got n There's nobody on this roster that stands out above anyone else. They're just all in the same pool of mediocrity right now. But, uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, R Rusev, to, your, to what you said, RJ, the guy was being considered at one point for a match with Brock Lesnar. For a match with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania last year. Or at 31, whatever. But no chance that happens now unless they do it like Kofi Kingston style, one of the Beast in the East specials, and have him get his ass kicked for like 10 minutes. If that. I'd love to see that. But there's no way that people are going to look at Rusev as a legitimate threat to Brock Lesnar at this do point. Do you think if they kept him as the Russian, would that make him any more important? Or you mean through all of this crap? Through all this crap. And they kept him Russian? Yeah. I don't think so. I think even abandoning that was just... You said it last night. I'm confused. Now that he's back with Lana, is he Russian again? Is he Bulgarian? Is he American? Because he talks with an American accent when he comes up to TV. He just forgets he has an accent. Same thing with Lana. It's like, I know Kayfabe's dead. I'm not saying that it should not. I mean, Kayfabe should be still alive. But I'm just saying that I'm not pretending like it's not dead because it has been for years. But in respect to this segment, though, it's just that like there's no consistency consistency there. Like you said, I have no idea whether he's Russian or Bulgarian or a loser or whatever. Because the guy just loses every single week, and there's just no character development there ever with these two people. But anyway, we'll move on from that hot steamy pile of poop to um, the next matchup. We got the return, or even before that, we had the Dudley Boys come out, address the Wyatt family. And um, this is the feat I've been looking forward to for a while now. They've been teasing this on Twitter for a couple months. I'm happy they're doing it. Both teams have a lot of credibility. I'm sure the matches could be good. The match last weekend Raw was good for the time it got. But anyway, the Dudley boys called out the Wyatt family. And um, Wyatt family comes out says, who are you going to have? And, you know, it's four on two. What are you going to do? You're outnumbered. And they say, we got one more member of the family. I was fully expecting Spike Dudley, as I'm sure many people were. But out instead <laughs> came Tommy Dreamer making his first WWE TV appearance in nearly three years, which was also in Philadelphia, unsurprisingly. He got a great pop because ECW country. So they took the fight to them. They had an impromptu six-man tag team match. 
fine while it lasted. Ended on a DQ. I'm sure we're going to get a tables match of some sort. Maybe with a fourth guy at um, TLC. So, um, it, it speaks volumes. That the highlight of Raw last night was the return of a 40, 50-year-old guy, an ECW veteran that was relevant 20 years ago. But, RJ, you were there. I popped big for Tommy Dreamer coming out in Raw. I love seeing the old Dream guy. Um, he's awesome. I've been a huge Tommy Dreamer fan forever. But it was great seeing him. It looked in good shape. The match was good. And I like the idea of a Wyatt Family Dudley Boys feud. Um, I don't think – I wouldn't go so far as to say the Dudley Boys are jobbers. I just feel like they're doing their job, no pun intended, in putting over the younger talent. And that's what they came back to do. So I'm not really mad at that. I feel like it's good. Um, and working with the Wyatt family should be a great tag team feud that isn't over the tag team title, so I'm all for that. But, RJ, your thoughts on the return of the love – what was – no, no, sorry, the heart and soul of ECW and the six-man tag team match. Where do you see this going? Well, I like to see Tommy Dreamer back. I didn't pop as much as you did. But um, Tommy Dreamer's always been been around since I started watching wrestling, so big fan of uh, Tommy Dreamer. But uh, it's good to see him back, but like you said, the Dudleys really aren't here to job, but they kind of are. They're not going to be – they're not considered losers because they're the Dudley boys. They're a 20-something time tag team champion, so they're not – like you said, it's, not, it's like the, if the Undertaker started losing. It's like the John Cena of the exactly. tag team division, pretty much. So, they're, like you said, they're coming back just to put over the young talent, which they should be doing anyways. Like you said, they should get a title run in there eventually, but as of right now, they should just try to get the Wyatt family over. You know, they get high and then lose, so someone needs to get them over, so I guess the Dudley boys are going to take the the nail on the head, I guess. Hear that, John Cena? They're going to put them over. They're going to put these guys over. On the, on the note of the Dudley boys' title run, I feel like it's going to happen, or it should happen anyway, at WrestleMania. 20 years of celebrating in the business come April. It writes itself. They should give them the belts then in a match with, like, the Usos or whatever. It would be awesome. That's a dream match I've been waiting for for a while. Usos, uh, Dudley Boys. But, um, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was probably one of, if not the best part of the entire show, and that speaks volumes, like I said, when it's an ECW veteran that was relevant 20 years ago. But glad to see Tommy Dreamer. Good match, good segment. I'm excited to see where it goes from here. We'll talk about the fourth member in a minute. But, Arden, what were your thoughts on the match and the return of Tommy Dreamer to WWE? That segment before the match in which we saw Tommy Dreamer return actually was one that intrigued me quite a bit because there was one where it was like, oh, now this is what I'm talking about. Something where, you know, you're going along for the ride. You don't really know what's up. And even before Tommy Dreamer came out, I even liked the concept of seeing those tables behind the Dudley boys and having their names and having the names of the uh, Wyatt family on there. I thought that was a good idea. And, of course, Bubba and Devon were good on the mics. They did what they're supposed to do. We all know how good Bray is. But I think that segment in itself, even if it didn't have Tommy Dreamer return, for me it was just good enough because it got to the point. It had my attention. It was just Tommy Dreamer's return along with the reaction of the crowd took it over the top. You know, it really did. It was something where it was like, ah, oh, man, that's definitely good. And the match, you know, the, the the match to me was secondary because of the segment. Because the segment was good enough, so it was only about, hey, let's just try to finish this off, especially since the last part of the segment was Bray, Bray White, ironically enough, saying, oh, come fight like a man, you know, which I thought was hilarious. But in general, I really liked the segment. That, to me, was one of the the main, main highlights of last night was that segment. 
Agreed. And they probably could have held off in the match itself. I was surprised when they came back from commercial and the match was just there. Like, I was kind of shocked about that. I thought they would save it for TLC. And they still can do it at TLC, whether it's six on or three on three and a six man tag or four on four with a returning fourth person, which we'll talk about in a second. But yeah, I thought the segment was good. I mean, it really all goes back to two things, in my opinion, or that we didn't really talk about. One, and that a surprise in wrestling nowadays is so hard to come by because everything is spoiled online and no one saw that coming. There were no rumors of it. I mean, it's not like Tommy Dreamer is like freaking Hulk Hogan or something like that, but he's still a notable name, and if someone saw him backstage, they would have spoiled it, so it was cool that that was kept a surprise. And also, too, it was great because I love that Bubba Ray is finally getting more mic time because he showed in TNA. The guy is an awesome mic worker, and I'm glad they're finally giving him the chance to go out there and show his chops in the mic because he's a really good talker. Um, so that's what I enjoyed about the segment. But like I said, it looks like nothing you know, reported or confirmed or whatever, just kind of going off pure fan speculation right now. It, look like, it, it looks like we might be getting a four-on-four tables match, supposedly, at TLC with the Wyatt family versus the Dudley Boys, Tommy Dreamer, and maybe one more person to even the odds, to even the score. Um, and I'll give my prediction in a second. But Arden, do you see anyone joining the fray here on the side of the ECW Originals, Dudley Boys, and Tommy Dreamer? Oh, yeah. If they do bring somebody, I hope it's Rob Van Dam. I know, I know that's very typical, but why not? You know, you might as well complete it all. I mean, you got the Dudley Boys, you got Tommy Dreamer. If you're looking for a fourth member, definitely bring back Rob Van Dam. To me, I think that makes the most sense. That's what I've been seeing all over online. Like I said, I think that'd be awesome, Rob Van Dam, just hearing... One of a kind. Plus, we'll go crazy at TLC. And RJ will be there. <laughs> Popping huge. You'll be hearing me from Lodge 5 with my thumbs over my head doing the old Rob Van Dam. We'd go crazy for the return of RVD. And the guy was, when he was around, he was over. Like, he was here to put people over, too. Same role as the Dudley Boys. But they need to give him a storyline. At least, like, the Dudley Boys, they're losing. But they have feuds going on right now. Like, Rob Van Dam never had that. And I feel like if they bring him back, this would be the perfect time to do so. Either him or Spike Dudley, but I feel like RVD, being a former world champion, um, would get the bigger pot. More people would know what, who he would be because he, he was around last year. And you can get a great match out of him at TLC. So I'm all for Rob Van Dam coming back. RJ, your thoughts on RVD maybe being the fourth guy or anyone else you have in mind? I think it would be sick of the Sandman. I was going to say, guy. enter the Sandman. Dun, da, da, dun, like him coming dun, through the freaking crowd with the cane, smashing beers up his head. I go nuts. Hopefully he doesn't wrestle the match. but uh, No, I hope he's in the match. It would be perfect. <laughs> the guy's an awful worker. But he's great not a great go. worker, but he's a great character. That would be a big surprise. With seven other people in the match, he would be protected, though. Exactly. Just throw him through a table and he'll drink a beer and he'll be fine. Sandman. I like to see RVD too, but I think Sandman would be great. Enter Danny. the Sandman. The K Danny head bleeding already. Oh, I'm oh. thinking Enter the Sandman by Metallica. They didn't use that in WWE. No, they was like just a regular like I don't even know this music. Yeah, yeah it, was it was like was some good. generic ass. It was piece still of good shit. though. Yeah, it was still it was good. It was good. I liked Enter the Sandman though. But Sandman or uh, RVD? What about Sabu? Uh, Sabu doesn't do it for me. Terry Funk, even at 60 years old, no. you don't want to see. <laughs> Terry Funk. I'm trying to think of other ECW guys. Balls Mahoney. How about that? I would hate to see Balls Mahoney. <laughs> Balls Mahoney. I'm trying to think of the schmucks they brought in for like the uh, for the TNA ECW reunion a couple years ago. Nunzio, maybe? The FBI? Da-dun. Dun, dun, Johnny the Bull Stamboli. Johnny the Bull Stamboli. <laughs> love the F- love Or the Chuck Palumbo. Was he in ECW? 
Oh, he was in the FBI. He was in the FBI. He was. I forgot. I thought he was in ECW. He was not. <laughs> super crazy. I am super. I am crazy. I am super crazy. Comes on the lawnmower. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Uh, but yeah, my money's on uh, the one-of-a-kind competitor to Rob Van Dam. Would love to see him at TLC in the four-on-four tables match. Rumor, you know, reportedly, if it happens, uh, at the pay-per-view in a couple weeks. So after that, we had Alberto Del Rio versus Goldust in a throwaway match. Del Rio was in the main event anyway, so why he even bothered to have him, to have him wrestle here it was a complete waste of time. Uh, but RJ, your thoughts on the quick squash that was of Goldust from Del Rio? That was a waste of time. Um, we were talking about this earlier. No Kevin Owens on the show. They could easily had him in this match. Went off against Goldust, their feud on Twitter, and just get him in the show for a quick five minutes and then... They already had Del Rio in the main event, so it made no sense for not having him work two different matches. And Kevin Owens even wrestle a match, so... Wasn't even on the show! Wasn't even on the show, so I think they should have just put... Oh, yeah. I can actually, uh... I can actually tell you what happened to Kevin Owens. Yeah, go ahead. Apparently, he was sick last night. He was very sick last night with an illness, and they sent him home. Okay, so he's also not at. Yeah, because he's also not at the SmackDown taping, I believe. I just saw it, like, a few minutes ago. Okay, so at least he's not going to be just on SmackDown and not on Raw. Okay, at least there's a, there's a reason behind all right, it. All right, still, still, still. Do it next week. Just play his music. Yeah, just play. Do a promo from home. Yeah. Do sick to show up. Be a silo. I'm with my kids. I'm too sick. Exactly. Perfect. I don't need to face you, Goldust. I'm too good for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. They love Twitter so much. The whole match between Sasha Banks and Brie Bella was based off a Twitter feud that they had. Why not acknowledge Goldust and Owens? It doesn't have to be a full-on feud. It would be nice, but I don't expect it. But just to do a quick squash match, no one's going to say, You can't hang with me, Goldie. Go retire. Dustin Runnels. Like, you know, just do something like that. Owens is gold and whatever they put him against. Even if they put him against a loser like Sinkara, when he does the whole, Lucha, Lucha. Remember he did that in Boston? Priceless. Oh, man. Um, but at least there's a reason why he wasn't yeah. in the show. So I'm not as mad, but still. An Owens, an, 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 a no Owens Raw, an Owens free Raw. That's probably why the Raw wasn't so good. No Kevin Owens. No Kevin Owens wasn't on it. Anyway, um, so that was that. Arden, any thoughts on Goldust versus Del Rio? Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. The worst part, too, before we move on, I have to mention this. I talked to you about this, RJ, when the match happened. When Del Rio, and I like the finisher to an extent. It's kind of worn down for me, but when he goes to the top rope and he jumps on his opponent, Goldust was literally hanging onto the top rope. <laughs> so Del Rio fit his finisher. It looked awful. Like, why in any realistic universe? I know this is pro wrestling, but even when I suspend my disbelief, I can't think for a second that's, that's like, oh, like, hit me with the AA. Please lock me in the in the sharpshooter. Like, that's basically what he was doing when he... When he was holding on to it. He wasn't even trying to sit up. He was hanging off the ropes for like 10 minutes before Del Rio his finisher. Looked awful. Not a good match. Goldust, if anyone had any hope of them doing anything with him upon his return. I did a whole seven-minute rant last week here on the show talking about why it would be great if we finally got Stardust and Goldust to WrestleMania. Stardust wasn't on Raw. I and mean, he wasn't Raw. He was but he didn't, with Titus O'Neil. Yeah, but he didn't wrestle. And they're doing that. Who cares? And then... <laughs> then Goldust gets jobbed out in a minute by Del Rio, who wrestled in the main event anyway. More Del Rio is not a good thing. The whole Mexican-America. I'm a hater. I admit it. I, I admit it, Zip Coulter. I'm a hater of Mexican-America. This is just stupid. Stupid. So we move on now to the next segment on the show. Lucha Dragons versus the Usos. Number one contenders match for the WWE Tag Team titles. Went to a no contest after New Day got involved. 
Later on, it was confirmed at TLC it will be New Day, Usos, and Lucha Dragons triple threat tag team title match for the WWE Tag Team Championship. So, Arden, what were your thoughts on Dragons versus Usos last night on Raw? Definitely. I was actually looking forward to that match. I was actually a little sad to see it, you know, shorten a bit because I don't know if they actually wrestled each other before. Probably so, but I've never seen it. So I was actually really just looking to see it. And, of course, you have the Usos just coming back, so seeing them again in the picture is nice. I'm really hoping that they do something with the tag team division, man. It, it has to it has to get to a point where it's just back to being a respectable and very competitive division. It has to be let these guys work with it. But seeing those two fight, it definitely wasn't surprising. Do they get involved? Of course, you have to get involved in beating everybody up just to make sure what's going on there. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens at TLC because the belts are on the line, right? Yes, it is. Nice. And it's what is it? It's going to be a three-team Yeah, no stipulation. Yeah, I think it's just triple threat, yeah. Oh, perfect. So, yeah, I definitely can't wait to see that. You know, those guys are definitely going to put on a great match. Yeah, I'm with you. I was looking forward to this match, too. I think, to your point, I don't think we have ever seen this match before because when the Lucha Dragons debuted in the main roster, Usos were out hurt. It was like, I think it was literally like the next day after Usos left at WrestleMania because one of them got hurt. Lucha Dragons debuted, so we've never seen the match before. Um, that said, I, you know, I was kind of disappointed, too. They got a majority of the match during the commercial break, and when they came back, they did the non-finish, which was fine. It set up the triple threat tag team title match. A little bit predictable, but still good. Um, and I'm hoping they can really go all out in that triple threat tag team title match. I mean, I would love for it to be like a ladder match. I don't think that's going to happen. They might give that stipulation to either the women or, which would be great too, might even be better actually. But um, I was hoping they were going to make it a ladder match because I think these three teams could go out there and just freaking rip it up and have an amazing match. But, you know, it didn't. the match I thought was a little bit disappointing, but it did set up an even you know bigger matchup for the pay-per-view. So um, not a total lost cause. RJ? Yeah, like you said, uh, it was a good match for what it was. The New Day getting involved is kind of predictable. But seeing those three teams at TLC should be a very good match. They let them give them enough time. I can't wait. It's going to be a good match. Fatal four-way tag. Wait, hold up a second. Time out. Yeah, go ahead. Time out real quick. I'm sorry. Wait, did you guys know SmackDown was moving to USA Network? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they announced it a while ago. What was this? <laughs> exactly. No one knows anything about SmackDown. No one cares about SmackDown. What is this? Because I just recently, because you know, I'm I'm doing the show with you guys. I'm having a lot of fun, and I'm also randomly YouTube searched uh, this Beyond the Mat documentary that I'm about to check out because Mick Foley's in it, and I happen to randomly Google. Yep, and I happen to randomly Google Vince McMahon, and I see Vince McMahon talk SmackDown moving to USA Network. I was like, what? Yeah, they announced that, I think. I think it's the first show in January. It's... It is. Same week as yeah. last year when they, went, yep. when they th- went to Thursdays. But they announced it on USA wow. a couple months ago. Yeah. Like a while ago. I think wow. they never mentioned it until, like, they started replaying. They started showing the commercials, like, last night on Raw. Like, they're not promoting hey. it until, like, right now. Oh, my bad. But I, I just found out just now. Holy crap. It was a network. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they, they don't That's show That's sex for sci-fi. Yeah, exactly. was never a huge fan of sci-fi. I'm hoping that with... I mean, I'm not going to hold out hope because they never treat SmackDown right. The whole article, RJ, you remember? Ten times they dropped the ball on the blue brand. Remember that from a couple months ago, right? You love SmackDown. I love SmackDown, I love too. SmackDown. But they underutilize it so much. But I'm hoping that moving the USA will get them finally some storyline consistency from week to week. 
but they say that every year and they never do it. So seeing is believing with this company. Um, but yeah, RJ, the match at SummerSlam, you know, the Fatal 4 Way Tag Team title match was pretty damn good. It was a good match, it was. And who won those belts? It's a new day. It's a new day, oh, yes it is. And we saw them win the belts and they haven't dropped them since. Yeah. How, how great would it be if they dropped the belts? On the, not to say that it would be great if they dropped the belts, but we were there when they won the belts. We could be there when they dropped the belts. Yeah. That's DLC. To Lucha, 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 Dun. Or the Usos, they're good too. It's going to be a great match. I'm looking forward to it. So after that, Sasha Banks, Brie Bella, and, you know, I hate to admit it, but RJ, it kind of writes about this um, Sasha Banks dilemma and that Banks does not feel as much as a star. She's still a star, but not as much as she was a couple of months ago, even. She just feels like another woman on the roster. And I'm not, it's not like with Tyler Breeze or with anyone else where I feel like they've ruined her. With her, it feels like she was above and beyond a totally different star on NXT, which is always the case. But when they brought her to the main roster, everything that made her special on that show, they took away from her. Like, Kevin Owens is still the star that he was in NXT. Sasha Banks, anything that made her stand out in NXT, like the stomping on the foot and being the extra, you know, like going, taking the extra mile, going the extra mile and being that great heel that she is, just... It's, it's not there anymore. She's just another woman in the roster. And like you said, RJ, last night when we were watching Raw, she um, won after help with Team Bad, even though I thought they were teasing tension, but they were like, oh, we're, we're unified, unity. Like, I thought they were on the outs, but they're going about to break up and finally push Banks towards the title picture. And again, I'm not saying they've ruined her. She hasn't even lost a match yet since she came to the main roster. She's been on Raw for five months, and I believe she is not eaten a pinfall or submission since, which is amazing to me. But at the same time, she should be in the title picture. Like, I like Becky, I like Charlotte, I like Paige. But the fact that Sasha's on the show and they're not doing anything with her, they had the whole feud in Natalya that they dropped randomly. Natalya hasn't been on the show in a while, which was weird. But I didn't really care about the match. Bree's a heel, Sasha's a heel. And like you said, RJ, when they hit their music last night, the Team Bad music, I could not agree more with your sentiment. Why are the faction wars still going on? Nikki Bella's out. Team PCB is, has been done for a while. What's the point anymore? What were your thoughts on the match? I thought the match was decent, but like you said, like she can't. The last couple matches, she's needed Team Bad for the assistance to win. Needed on SmackDown against Becky Lynch. Needed on Raw against Brie Bella. Yep. She's. It's not that she's not a star, just they're not giving it. Like, if she's winning on her own, it'd be one thing, but she needs Tamina and Naomi to get in and help her win. When a couple months ago she was making Nikki Bella tap out, but now she, like you said, she's just another person on the roster because she's never on TV. And if it is, it's nothing like special. Or she was on TV and like Naomi was wrestling, and they'd help her win. And like you said, they teased tension that must have been dropped. And then they're the only faction that's still together. PCB is pretty much broken up by now. Team Bella is gone pretty much because Alicia Fox no one cares about anyways. And Nikki's gone, so then it's just her and. Bree and Alicia, and then you got Team Bad, but two-thirds of it no one cares about. Exactly. And the worst part about it to me is that, and this is seen all the time in wrestling, you do not pair a hot act with a dead act and expect the hot act to get the dead act over. Banks, I think, is being dragged down by Naomi and Tamina more than anything else. Like, I like Naomi. I like her as a heel. But is she not always leading your loser list? She's, she's always up there. She's never on TV, and if she is, she loses. And when she is, she loses. And Tamina is just... Tamina. Fire Tamina. I don't care about Tamina at all. Yeah, exactly. Tamina is Tamina. But, uh, 
Naomi, they, they ruined her a while ago. I don't know why she didn't win the belt back in the spring. I guess they wanted Nikki to break the record, but it did Naomi no favors at all. And then, um, yeah, just the match, it was decent, like you said. I just, I'm just not intrigued. Like, I like, I love Sasha Banks, but they're just not using her to her full potential. They will in due time, I'm sure. I'm sure they're slowly building her towards the title picture. But in the meantime, put her in a feud, freaking somebody. We have no baby faces. If Charlotte's going heel, then have... Banks go babyface. She's a great heel, but we have no babyfaces right now, so you might as well Becky turn Lynch. her. Yeah, Becky Lynch, and, and that's it. That's it. That's Literally it. the only babyface diva is Becky Lynch right now. Literally, that's it. Like, not even exaggerating. That's <laughs> it. There's nobody. So they might as well just turn Banks, go forward with the uh, go forward with the split, and just do that. Get a story out of it. Not random-ass matches that no one cares about and not going to do anything to help Banks whatsoever. But anyway, um, Arden, any thoughts on Brie Bella versus uh, Sasha Banks last night? Yeah, but I actually want to touch on what you guys were talking about in terms of, I guess you guys were basically talking about the need to really minimize or even get rid of the fractions. I just think right now there needs to be a rearranging of just the divas in general. You know, to have that many divas on Raw and you only have two competing for the belt, I think it's quite ridiculous right now. I really think, if anything, some of these divas need to spend some time at NXT or send them down to superstars or even just make them in the ballots for right now and really let the chicks who can really get after it be in the program for the belt or have their non-title programs like Charlotte, like Paige, um, like a healthy Nikki Bella, and even Sasha, too. I think they're at that point because they don't really need to all of the, do all of this fraction, all of this PCB team bad crap because it's all ran its course. It was all meant to be short term. It was all meant to get the ladies involved, and we're at the point where we're past that. So they really just need to do some rearranging of the Divas division, in my opinion, because last night that match was to me very, very representative of that. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like just break up the faction, split Brie Bella and Alicia Fox up, have Brie Bella do her own thing for a while until Nikki comes back. Even then, I would split those two up. I would have Nikki do her own thing, have Brie do her own thing, turn her baby face for all I care. She was, I, in my opinion, a lot better baby face last year than she is as a heel. I feel like as Nikki, as a heel, she's Nikki Bella's lapdog. Turn her baby face. Alicia Fox is Alicia Fox, and then you can push Becky, Charlotte, Paige, whatever. Um, the division could be worse. It could be circa 2009 when no one gave two craps. Uh, excuse me, gave, no, gave zero craps about it whatsoever, and we had no talent in the division at all. But it could be a lot worse. But the point is that it could be better. They could be doing a lot more with this division. On that note, we might as well just skip over Roman Reigns and Sheamus, the title match. A complete waste of freaking time. <laughs> when five minutes, Roman wins via DQ, most predictable path they could possibly take. It's survival. The 515 stuff is. Terrible. 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 So stupid. Yeah. Awful. Disrespectful. Blasphemous. Of the great Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's it's so corny. It's ridiculously corny. Like it really, really is. Like you know how bad Raw is? You know how bad Raw was last night? It was so bad that the only thing that stuck in my mind last night was the fact that the New Day did a really good job of convincing me to buy stuff from the WWE shop. <laughs> exactly. Great segment. That was the only thing. I, I literally watched it, and I was like, you know what? 
I think I'm going to buy some stuff. <laughs> I was like, thank you. I was like, I'm appreciate it. And, and shout out to them because I'm going to buy a New Day hoodie just because. I'm actually supposed to be at the Monday Night Raw at Barclays on the 28th this month. So I'm going to wear my New Day hoodie just for them. New Day? Yeah, they did a great shop in the uh, WWE shop promo. That was good. It was like Circuit DX back in the it day. It was Circuit 2008 DX. Oh, with Kelly Kelly? Yep. So funny. <laughs> so funny. Did you see the uh, segment they did with uh, Team Bad last week on SmackDown? A potluck dinner? Yeah, that was actually kind of funny. So, but that was pretty funny. And Heath Slater with the uh, with the stew and had the band-aid in it. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Oh, hysterical. But, yeah, we'll skip over the How we feel stuff. about that, uh... How we feel about that new stable? What is it called again? The League of Nations? What is it called? League Some of Nations. Crap? Let's go, let's go right to the chase. I just not a fan, not a fan. And the thing is, is that I like it. I've been calling for this for a long time, and not with these with these components, but to an extent. But with guys like you know a United Kingdom esque stable, a worldly esque stable with Ireland, England, Mexico, and Bulgaria or Russia or wherever the hell Rusev's from. I like the idea of a world elite like stable, but like we talked about, no one cares about any of these guys. They're all losers. Pairing a loser with a loser will give you a loser. It's like adding a negative and a negative is gonna give you a, a negative. I think I forgot math, but anyway, you know what I, you know what I mean though. The guy, they're all losers. No one cares about any of them, and they're none of them are gonna get over. It's not like Sheamus. Oh, the guy's a loser. Let's pair him with a bunch of guys and that are also losers, and that's gonna get him over. It's not going to work. And Del Rio, someone, you know, tweeted me and they said, why could you say that Del Rio is a loser? You know, are you just talking about Rusev and, and Derek? No, I'm talking about Del Rio too. I know he wins matches, but he beats losers for one thing. You read the whole article in what culture, not from me, but from somebody else, about how he's just not working out right now. And I could not agree more with it. No one gives a crap about the guy. So if he's involved in this little whippity doo dah of the stable, no one's going to give a shit. I'm sorry to drop the S-bomb on the show. We're not supposed to, but I'm just saying the guy is a piece of shit. <laughs> Art is dying over here. Art is dying. But, uh, yeah, the whole stable is just, it's a, it's a flop. It's a glorified flop. But, Arden, what were your thoughts on it? I was a little intrigued. I was a little intrigued, but that intrigue went away once I realized, crap, this is today's WWE in 2015. So you already know that they're not going to do anything with it. Plus, and you know what? If you mind, look, if we want to keep talking about Raw, we can keep talking about Raw. But I want to talk with you guys my plan, which I think the WWE should use when it comes to the to the, to the WWE Championship and Roman Reigns. Can I share it with you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. All right. So here's why I was my entry for League of Nations went away. Because then I realized, holy crap, Seamus Authority, Seamus League of Nations. Are you going to tell me Seamus is going into WrestleMania as the champion with this? Crap, I got scared. Might have set a chair. Now, my plan for the WWE Championship, right? And I feel like this is the biggest plan that they, that they should do, that they have to do. And I think it makes most sense. Is for one, and I actually said this after Survivor Series ended. I said it even on the post show that I did. Shout out to those that tuned into my uh, Survivor Series post show. Really appreciate it. But um, I even said it. I was like, Sheamus to me should be a short-term champion to the Royal Rumble. Why? Because I feel like at that point, you should have a returning John Cena win the belt and get his 16th title ring. Now, before you guys say anything, 
Here's why I think John Cena should get a 16th title reign after the Royal Rumble. For one, when it comes to Sheamus, Sheamus should be at the point of his career where, regardless if it's a long-term title reign or a short-term title reign, Sheamus is Sheamus, right? Sheamus is already established. He should be fired. And think of it this way, before I pass it on to you guys to discuss on my uh, theory, before I even break it down even more. If you really think about this, right? Think about after WrestleMania. Roman Reigns is going to be the WWE champion, right? This is supposed to, this is how it's supposed to happen, right? Roman Reigns is supposed to be champion. Seth Rollins is going to be back. We all know the WWE championship will probably be surrounded by Reigns, Rollins, and occasionally Ambrose and Owens. You tell me from after WrestleMania 32 when a John Cena 16 title reign should take place. Or would take place. Because I'll tell you this right now. As somebody that is a big John Cena fan, by the way, John Cena shouldn't even be close to the WWE Championship after WrestleMania when Reigns happens and, and, and Rollins comes back. So that's why I think it should be Cena wins the belt at the Rumble. You make a program between Cena and Reigns. Cena beats Cena at the Mania. Get the belt. New face of the company. I'll explain more after you guys express your opinion on it. I like the idea that it's something new, Roman Reigns and John Cena. I mean, there's really no debate. Does John Cena deserve to break Ric Flair's record of 16 title reigns? Willie, there's no question. The guy's going to be here for another century. There's no question that he's going to win back the belt at some point. So, that being said, I don't know if you need to do it at the Rumble because he's going to be here for a while. So, you could always do it. If, like you said, I don't know where he fits in after WrestleMania when Orton's back. Exactly. So they can always do it later down the line, even further than WrestleMania. They can wait until 2017. It's gonna, they're going to do it eventually. It doesn't have to be right now, but it's going to happen eventually. On the Cena Reign stuff, and I know we talked about this online too, right after Survivor Series. Like I said, I know it's something fresh, and I like that. But I think the only issue with it is that if it's a babyface and babyface, that the crowd's going to crap all over it. Just because you know, with Roman Reigns, it's like, oh, we hate John Cena more, well, so we'll side with Roman. I don't. That might be WWE's mindset. I just don't think it's going to work out that way. When with the smarky crowds of WrestleMania and the Batista push and everything else that happened, they booed Batista, they booed Roman, they had to change the main event of WrestleMania two years in a row. Um, I, I don't think a Cena Reigns feud. It's a big money match and it is WrestleMania worthy, but I think in order for it to work, they have to turn Reigns heel. Like even if they don't do that feud, they have to turn Reigns heel. I know they. They're very stubborn. They should have done it Survivor Series. They didn't do it at Survivor Series. They really want him to get over. Well, if you look long-term, Vince, then if you turn the guy now, he can be the biggest face of your company two years from now, a year from now. If you turn him heel first, have a little run as a heel, and then go back to being a babyface. That's why he was so over in the Shield, not just with the Shield, but he was a great heel in that program, in that group, because he was dominant. He didn't have to talk. He had a mouthpiece in Dean Ambrose. So it worked. As a baby face, it's just not clicking. And um, the But here's the thing, though. But here's the thing that I wanted to share with you real quick, yeah. right? Even if they did do that, what's to say that you have to turn somebody heel? Because let's think of it, right? If you did a rain Cena program, that program, realistically speaking, should be three to four months because you could have it start around Royal Rumble, then you could go into Mania or just a month after. But what I think you could do is easily you could have Reigns still have that same hunger or that same feeling that he's been cheated over and over and translate that into Cena because now he could really feel as if, you know what, 
now I'm going to be the guy and I could come after you. And yet, you don't even have to have Cena turn. Because you can have Cena. Think about Cena at the times where he battled with CM Punk, right? Or The Rock. And Cena was just talking and handling his business like a grown man and trying to demean and belittle his opponent, right? Even with what he was doing with Daniel Bryan from times. I feel like if you have that Cena with a very hungry Reigns for the belt and capitalizing that with Reigns, especially if you want him to be the next face of the company, and I actually think the fans, the smart adult fans, I think they will support that because you don't have to do a, a classic baby face heel type of thing. You could just have two guys who think that they are the one who should have that belt. And I actually think it will still help Reigns because I think for the most part, if you if WWE fans have to choose who would you rather want on top, Reigns or Cena, I think they're going to side with Reigns, especially if Reigns is talking that slick talk. That's how I always pictured it. Yeah, well, I think in that respect, when you put it like that, if you get that John Cena, you can do the match. I just feel like, like, like I said before, with the crowd reaction, but you bring up a good point that if we get that John Cena that we got in the fuse with Kevin Owens and CM Punk and your Brian, et cetera, et cetera, it could work, but they got to tread lightly with it. The, like, other, the other issue I see with this is Roman Reigns would have to win the Rumble again. Again. And I don't think uh, anybody wants to see that, and I know for a fact they would I, that crap might ruin, over it. That might ruin the feed before it even starts. No one wants to see that again. No one wants to see it last year, and no one wants to see it again now. I mean, that's a whole other debate for another day. We'll talk about it as it gets closer, but I don't even know who you have win the Rumble. I mean, I guess Dean Ambrose is... Yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah, you know, I think Dean Ambrose is only the guy, the only guy that comes to mind right now that would that would be like, okay, it makes sense, and the crowd would like it. No one else right now makes sense. Like, other than maybe Brock Lesnar, who has won it before, I'm not a big fan of people winning twice, but makes sense. He re-enters the title picture, and he goes back after the title WrestleMania. I know he's a part-timer, but that's the only thing that really makes sense right now. Roman Reigns winning again. And again, unless he goes heel... But in that case, they might ruin the feed before it even starts. And, and, and this is why I hate that we only have one world title. Because exactly. my freaking program is A1. It's money. It's a money program. But no, we have that one world title. But also, you have to think of who's the new authority guy. Sheamus has kind of moved away from that. So maybe they find that guy in the Rumble, insert him in the Rumble, wins... Circa WrestleMania wins Authority again, because it's all going to come back to the Rollins coming back as a fa- baby face against the Authority. They only really have that guy right now because Sheamus is lined with the lead. Like, these and guys- that's the thing. Yeah, that's a great point too. Because what are we going to do at the Rumble with Sheamus? So are we really going to go into Mania with freaking Sheamus as the champ, guys? Are you serious? I hope not. In the WrestleMania, it can't be. Like the only scenario where I would say that who else? is Brock Lesnar versus Sheamus. But that's I, I want to see that match maybe at the Rumble maybe not at WrestleMania but the match would but be over. But that's too light. That's again. too easy. Well, that's too win. easy. But but then like I said then you want then who would win the Rumble if, if Reigns beat him at? It's the issue is if you have Reigns win, if he wins at TLC he's gonna hold on to the Royal Rumble. He'll still be the champion at Royal Rumble. Yeah. But everyone's still thinking the big payoffs at WrestleMania. If he already won it at TLC and Royal Rumble, then who wins the Rumble? Exactly. And then it's like Lesnar. Well, no one wants to see that again. So then you have Lesnar Reigns again that you don't want to see again. You want to see something new. So then what do you do then? I'd rather see that unless in, in having Roman Reigns win the Rumble again. I'd rather see Lesnar win the Rumble and have 
Roman, maybe. Like I said, as the but heel. But isn't the big payoff everyone's thinking of the big payoff of him as the babyface at WrestleMania? So you can't give him the title now because then it wouldn't be the payoff at WrestleMania. That's what they want. Exactly. That's, so what, that's what they want. They, they screw themselves up with this exactly. whole tournament. So we basically have freaking Sheamus as champion going into <laughs> WrestleMania, basically. What the freak, man? I hope not. I, really I hope, hope not. not. I, I'm hope from not. The, I was booking that's the WrestleMania. Then what else you got to do? Because here's the thing. I actually just read something in which... The company actually doesn't want to do a short-term thing with Sheamus. <laughs> I, I swear to God, oh I swear to God, God on everything I love, B. I actually read it on one of. If, if it's not on your site, the site I'm about to mention is sorry, my dude. There's a great site that I go on called WrestlingNewsWorld.com by Richard Gray. I think it was either on his site or another site. They was like they don't want to do something with Sheamus, where Sheamus is just a two, three month guy. So we might be freaking stuck with Sheamus as champion going into Mania. That's awful. And it's looking at, because think about it, though. Because think about it. Then why would you not only have him start dressing up as an authority guy, but why would you suddenly also give him the League of Nations and New Day? Yeah. You don't do that to a short-term guy. Yo, we're freaking stuck, man. This sucks. (laughs) And then who does he face at WrestleMania, then? Lesnar. Lesnar Reigns, yo, we suck, man. You can have Reigns fight for the title for four months they can't do that they can't but listen to this listen to this uh, and i was thinking myself. that too i was th- <laughs> no me too i was thinking <laughs> a while not like recently like they can't have sheamus as champion in wrestlemania can they can they? i started like questioning myself and then i'm like oh my god they had the miz main event wrestlemania is miz can main event wrestlemania anyone can main event then freaking sheamus could remain the friend <laughs> exactly but i was making out a wrestlemania card today and i was thinking what are the matches that we could have at WrestleMania? And none of them are, like, realistically over the title. They're just matches that we can get based off the current roster. I'm not saying, oh, Daniel Bryan returns to the Rumble. I don't see that happening. I'm thinking at WrestleMania, it's going to be all about the authority. I know they want the Reigns, like, blow off, but it's going to be all about the authority. So I'm thinking at WrestleMania, we get Cena Taker and then Roman Reigns Triple H. I think that's been what they've been building towards forever now. They teased it at Survivor Series. And, I mean, granted, they were teasing freaking. Ryback in Triple H last year, and that obviously didn't happen. So I- I'm thinking that we get Roman Triple H at WrestleMania. Roman proves himself by beating Triple H. I know their whole plan is to give him the belt at WrestleMania, but plans changed last year and the year before. So and they wanted to give the belt to Batista. Remember that was the whole reason why he came back. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Reigns too, and how that worked out. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So oh I feel like my the God, guys. Um, but face we freaking though? might have Sheamus, that's, that's yo. Money, that's the money match you're going to sell 100,000 fans on. What? Lesnar and Sheamus. No. I feel like... Well, you just said We're yeah. screwed. No, 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 I said in the, we are so screwed. In the like, other, this in the other scenario... This WrestleMania needs something to put 100,000 people in the stadium. In the other scenario, in this case, I would put... Maybe you have... Like you, like Arden said, maybe you put the belt back on Cena at the Royal Rumble. But instead of doing Cena Reigns, you do Cena Taker. Because who else has seen it? We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Taker, Cena, or Taker Sting? Taker Sting's not happening. That's definitely not happening. I promise you. Yeah, that. that's that's that, yeah, that's not existent. I'd like to see it, but it's not happening. So you, want, so you think Taker and Cena are the main event? You could do that for the belt, honestly. What else are you gonna do? Taker, that's it for Taker. And yeah, then but I just don't think Roman Triple H. That's not gonna like if he's in the title match, then Taker's gonna win. It's so damn predictable. That's good. That's yeah, it's so damn predictable. I want to see something that's going to... Wait, though. But at the same time, though, is it really predictable? Because yeah. cause you could always... Hey, it's John Cena. Dun, 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 yeah, because you could always have Cena win. You could always do that. And remember, there is this thing in the wrestling business called doing the honors. You could always do that. Plus, 
Yeah, and plus Taker already got that revenge WrestleMania win by beating Bray. That's true. Cena could be the two in 22 and two. You never know. Exactly. Because you could do it. Because here's the thing, though. Because if you did a Cena Taker program, because if you did a Cena Taker program, in terms of the mental games and in terms of physical action, Taker will probably have the the upper hand in that. Because only once, because only once or twice Cena will actually be able to A, A, um, Taker. Taker throughout, let's say, a two-month program will probably be able to screw Cena in a few matches. He could play mind games with him, tombstone him. And then Taker could always do heel-like things. That's not going to be Cena. And plus, Cena could still... And plus, Cena, if Taker is on his way out, then Cena will probably have to take Taker's spot as the OG or as that guy until he has to do it. So Cena would possibly be Taker in a match like that. It's possible. I think even you can have the other way around. Because you know John Cena's going to get booed out of the building in Texas. It's Taker's home state. Yeah, but also, how do you get Cena into the title shot at Royal Rumble? That I have no... You know what? They'll just give him a title shot. And the reason, the reason I say that, remember back in 2013, he got injured, he was gone for a couple months? Literally, like, on, on Raw one night, Vicky said, Del Rio, for the world title at Hell in a Cell, you're defending against John Cena. John Cena. And he won the belt. No explanation given at all. So I'm, it doesn't make any sense, but they've done it before with John Cena. Yeah, but like you saying, they think that Sheamus is going to be champion for a while. Why yeah. do you have this I huge hope that's stable? The this huge stable is pretty much going to protect him, like every other stable has, like with the Triple H. Yeah, and, man. And Randy Orton with Legacy and stuff like that. Yeah. The heel champion has those those stables to help him win. Best part too. Get this, we get the factions after Survivor Series. You can do a four on four match in Survivor Series, and they freaking made the stable eight days after the fucking pay per view. They could have done it at the pay per view instead of having. The throwaway match they did with the goddamn Usos and the Lucha Dragons. No one gave a shit about that match. And that was what I was going to mention earlier. I forgot about. The New Day walked out on Sheamus at Survivor Series. Now they're sucking his cock for whatever reason. <laughs> and they don't care. They completely forgot that happened. I'm not talking ten hard days dying. Ten years ago. Five years ago. I'm talking last week on the pay-per-view. On the pay-per-view. This company's fucked, dude. What are your thoughts on Becky and uh, Charlotte before we get there? Charlotte, I like her as a heel. I like the idea of Ric Flair as her manager. I know we're not huge Charlotte fans here on WrestleRant Radio, but I like the idea of her as a heel, and it makes Becky the impromptu, de facto, number one babyface. So um, what do you see coming out of that? I don't know know how Becky Becky gets a title shot. She she lost to Sasha last week and Charlotte this week, but it would be cool if we get a triple threat with the PCV members of the pay-per-view. Again, I don't know how you get there, but that could happen. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it. What do you think about that, Arden? What? What do you think about uh, Charlotte, Becky, and Paige, possibly? That could be cool, but look, man, I'm over here stressing about the fact Sheamus could possibly be champion. You can go home and Right? I'm literally sitting here going through scenarios in my mind, and <laughs> yo, I really, I, I freaking can't. I, yo, I really can't. I can't. I just can't come up with nothing. <laughs> and, yo, that really might have to happen. Cannot main event at WrestleMania. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, wrestling fans, get ready, yo. Sheamus is going to be champion going into Mania. Let's hope for the best. <laughs> um, yeah, man. That, that Yo, it just, yo, it's looking like that, man. Well, I'm, I'm, 
game, man. I, it, freaking Sheamus is gonna go into Mania as champion, yo. <laughs> Free, awful. man. Terrible. I'm gonna boo the. Cr I'm not. No, I'm not gonna boo. I'm not gonna boo at TLC. I'm gonna sit in my hands. I'm gonna get some goddamn fucking food during his match against Roman Reigns. <laughs> Aren't you, Roman? Or, or, or RJ? Oh, no, I'll watch the match. Get out of here. I'll get food during another... Uh, Tyler Breeze or Dolphins Leo for the 10th time. <laughs> I'll get food during the entire show. <laughs> Except for the tag team title match. And the Dudley Boys. And Kevin Owens. Freak, man. Jesus. They're in a lose-lose regardless because if, if Reigns do win the title at TLC, then there's no other option but to run with it. Yeah. They have to run with it with it's him. A lose -lose. That's what they gotta do. It's a loser's Free, thing. Man. If Reigns wins, then he runs with it. If Sheamus wins, then he's not going to lose anytime soon. Nah. Because there'd, yeah. there'd be no point in the faction if he's just going to drop the title in a month. We're Damn, losers, so that means... So. They're all losers. That means, that means Sheamus is basically winning at TLC. Or if Reigns do win, it's by DQ. Well, it's a TLC match, so... Get oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so, so yeah, Reigns is basically going to get screwed. Yeah, but then you have the Usos and them. Like, you think him and Dean will come around? Maybe? Roman won't get hurt. I mean, he's not. I'm sorry, he's not going to get pinned. That's what they're doing the TLC match because it means he won't get pinned. He'll be quote unquote protected. And they'll have Sheamus win. Oh my god. Oh yeah, they, do they have to get the belt from up top? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh yeah. So so yeah, something's going to happen to Reigns. Reigns going to get screwed. It's going to get like he's going to get that signature treatment from like a year or two ago, handcuffed to the rope or something. Yeah. Be pretty bad. Power bump. Damn, yo, we just basically figured out the whole plot. <laughs> Freak, yo, I hate this company sometimes. Fella. It's just, the, I, don't underst I don't understand the thinking. He's not over. He doesn't move merchandise. No one gives a shit about this guy. Where is the logic? I don't, Vince, and, and, Vince loves Shane. Well, That's keep on. I, figure it out. I don't get it. And this is why, on my dude Randy Cruz show, why I brought up the option that nobody should have won the freaking belt at Survivor Series. You brought up the point, Graham, that so they shouldn't have the... No one wins a TLC and put it in the Royal Rumble. Put it in the Royal Rumble. Put it in the Royal Rumble. 1992. Wins the, wins, the, wins the title. Exactly. Makes perfect sense. You get a Brock Lesnar win the belt there, or John Cena, or Roman Reigns, or whoever. I don't Great minds stick alike. Exactly. Because I said the same. I said something similar. I basically said Survivor Series, nobody should win the belt. Because I told Randy this. Because I'm like, the WWE, its greatest strength at this point is the occasional, unpredictable, wow finish. That's the only strength that they have right now. So I was like, to me, yep. And I was like, yo, you could have had nobody win the belt at Survivor Series, and you could have something figured out at TLC or Royal Rumble. But no, you had to do the most. And and it's the most terrible part, too, now that I think about it. You try to make it surprising just because you had Seamus wait five minutes and 15 seconds. It's poop. I just don't get it at all. I just don't get it. I feel like, and, and it's not an argument of whether they need a champion for the house shows or it's going to drop raw ratings without a champion or... What are the other lame ass excuses I could you, know, you could possibly? Ratings are already dropping already. Exactly. <laughs> Lesnar, when he was champion last year, he was not raw for like four months. So why why not go another two months without a champion? And look at it this way: Raw was better when we didn't have a champion. When vacant was champion for like those three weeks, it was better than anything that we've seen so far. Sheamus is champion. I'd I'd rather have no champion than Sheamus is champion. To be quite honest with you, the show would be ten times better. And just having 30 guys go after the title in the Rumble would make the Rumble 
that much better. We haven't had a great Rumble match in years. You've had two awful finishes for the last couple of years, and at least you know you're going to get a satisfying finish either way because it's over the title. But nope. Just got just to gotta do Sheamus and Reigns again. Hey, yeah. This year, you don't know who's going to win. It's kind of like up in the air. Yeah. Last two years, you knew Batista was going to win. You knew that Reigns was going to win. I'm just afraid they're just going to screw it up by having Roman win again. Or John Cena, God forbid, for the third time. Or anybody. Cena Reigns or who else would be like an all... That's it. That it's, uh, in terms of bad finishes, bad scenarios to the Rumble. It's got to be like Dean Ambrose or Brock Lesnar. Honestly, that's it. Owens. Kevin Owens? I was making that card today. I was putting Brock Lesnar, Kevin Owens. Nope, not happening. It's not going to happen, unfortunately. Again, same thing with Taker Sting. Would love to see it. They're not going to do it. Just you know what the know. problem is now? The WWE has screwed itself because it's really putting itself in these positions where it has to do heel versus face. And I remember 10, 15 years ago, even beforehand, that wasn't always the case. Like, you could back then have heel versus heel or face versus face and just have it just based off the strength of competitiveness. Yep. Like, that's the thing. Like, for example, like, Lesnar Owens, right? That's a program where, for me personally, you don't even need to have a clear-cut face and heel. And that could be just based off the strength. And that could be based off the strength of just competitiveness. Who really thinks that they're the best? But no, we got to do all this clear face, clear heel, because we got to do it for the kids and all of this stuff. But they don't even it's, do that. They don't even have clear-cut faces right, and heels. Like Owens say, like, I... Exactly, I, so I why is that better. even a problem? Per- yeah. I think you could just book that perfectly. Like, Owens, like, I'm here to better my family. I want to win the championship. I want to beat the best. I want to beat Lesnar. And Lesnar goes, you know what? F your family. Goes to Owens' house. I'm here to make the money. Goes to Owens' house, ruins the house, scares his child and the wife. Owens pissed off. You I'm see? here for my family. I'm going to beat your ass, Brock. You you screw my family, I'm going to screw you up. You know why it works, though? Papa Powerbomb Heyman. Still <laughs> on table, perfect. But you know why it works? Because people care. People care about Brock Lesnar. They care about Kevin Owens. They're, what's the word I'm looking for, RJ? Stars. stars. They're both stars. Like you said, you could easily do them two heels together and you could put a perfect program. Yeah, quote-unquote heels. Because Lesnar, I don't know what the hell he's he is. He's a tweener. He's Brock Lesnar. He's Brock Lesnar. Stone Cold Steve Austin was Stone Cold Steve Austin. He wasn't a top babyface. He wasn't a top heel. He was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Kevin Owens is a great heel, but he can also work as a babyface because people love him so much. Like I said, they like like Arden said, they're too deep on. Oh, we need a heel and a face, so let's throw Sheamus in there because he's a heel and Roman is a face. Like you can do like the like, Brock and Cena was good, even though like it was kind of underwhelming, but still two faces pretty much. You can still do that, but they like they're too set on. Oh, face has to face a heel. Lesnar vs Owens would be amazing. I just booked them a storyline. You just booked it. Hashtag book it. It's just perfect, and they just they just don't think like they're like thinking they have like the big picture in their head, and they don't think of anything else. Yeah, like we want Reigns to win, but everyone else we don't care what happens with them. Yeah, like you said, it's like hitting simulation. Like, oh, guess he won this week. Simulation. Oh, he won this week though. It's like, it. Basically, they're playing a video game of the raw results. I could book a better game in SBR07. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man, rant, rant, wrestle, rant, radio. Yeah, that was definitely Russell Rant. Yeah, absolutely. Arden, you just said it, brother. You just said it. Eat, sleep, Russell Rant, repeat. Right there. Make that a t-shirt. It's going to sell more t-shirts than Seamus 515. I just kicked your ass. Easily. But before we go off the air, RJ, 
Top five winners and losers of the week before we go off. I need, I need to pull it up. I pull up the notes. list. I got my notes. Uh-oh. I got, Shirt's got a lot of losers. There's a lot of losers. <laughs> Most of them are the same as usual. Yeah. Uh, NXT, Eva Marie. She's terrible in the ring, and I yep. can't stand her. <laughs> and then you got Ziggler, Breeze, The Miz, Naomi, and Neville, obviously. Neville and Naomi have been there since the last two months, so yeah. they haven't changed. <laughs> and then winners got Samojo. New Day, Lucha Dragons. I got Del Rio on there because he's won at least. Yeah. Sheamus and then KO. It's really a shame. It, like Sheamus is on there and Del Rio because they've they've been winning. They've, they've won, but they've won. And I can't think of anyone else that's like won consistently. No one. That's it. You have there's no winners. Kevin Owens is the only one I can think of. It hasn't lost a match in a while. And the New Day to an extent. To an extent, yeah. They lost to the Lucha on on SmackDown, but still, still. I mean, those are the only two people I care about. Everyone else is a loser. Everyone else, just don't care. I want to tell you, Graham. <sighs> well, on that note, read RJ's article, Why Kevin Owens is the Only Star in WWE Right Now, Up Right Now, and NextAirWrestling.net. Got a lot of great articles. Got a new article up right now talking about Kofi Kingston, why he should be WWE Champion. New article up tomorrow, why Kane should have been World Champion in 2003. A lot of, a lot of good pieces going up from uh, at Mr. At RJ underscore Marceau on the Twitter. <laughs> but anyway, before we go off the air, Arden, as always, dude. Well, great combo. Great combo. Great conversation, dude. Yes, man. This is definitely very productive. This is very productive. This is uh, stress relieving. Very stress relieving. <laughs> um, very much so. Yeah, very stress relieving. I feel better about myself, but not the company. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, man. Uh, if you were asking me what I think you're about to ask me because of my Twitter, to the folks out there, follow me on Twitter at Arden Sports Talk, A R D E N Sports Talk, and through there you can find everything that you need to know about me, my shows, everything else. And just to put it out there, I will be doing another live post show following TLC because a few people, well, more than a few people actually really like my Survivor Series post show. So watch out for me. I'm doing a TLC live post show. And, of course, thank you guys once again for having me on the show, man. I really appreciate it. As always, always a blast having you on. Nice talking to you, man. It's great. Check out the post show. Check him out on the Twitter, at Arden Sports Talk. Arden, as always, man, thanks for coming on. We'll catch you down the road. Absolutely, man. Talk to you guys later. See you soon, man. Peace. All right, RJ. Whew. Great convo here today. Great episode of WrestleRant Radio. Looking forward to TLC. I know it like sounds like the poopiest card of all time after what we it just went off. Sound, no, it's not a bad card. Just like the main event scene's all screwed up. Yeah, I'll be getting popcorn during the main event. Just kidding, I'm a mark. I'll be sitting through the entire thing. I'll be cheering, believe that, believe that, believe that. That'll be me with my Roman Empire t-shirt on. Got a lot of t-shirts. I don't have a Roman Reigns shirt yet. 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 Yeah. <laughs> after he wins the belt, I'll become the biggest Roman Reigns mark of all time. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. How, how can I forget to plug this? The new WWE NXT, WWE slash NXT 2015 Year in Review Awards open now. The polls are open. NextEarWrestling.net. They're going to be open from today, December 1st, up until December 29th. John and I hooking up on the final WrestleRant Radio of 2015 to reveal the results of the polls. RJ, you cast your votes, right? Yeah, but the, my favorite match of the year wasn't on there, so uh-uh. I was a little pissed about that. I don't see this Seth Rollins. That's easily the match of the year. Forgot to include it, eh? There's a lot of good matches this year. There were a lot of good matches. You should have had, uh, you had, like, show of the year, I think it was, right? You should have had one without WrestleMania in it. Because I think WrestleMania was so good, like, people came out not vote for WrestleMania. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn? Yeah. 
Well, I meant like I meant like other WWE pay-per-views. So I'd like to see what other people thought like the second best pay-per-view because there yeah. were a lot of good ones. There were a lot, a of, good lot ones. of good ones. All the like I said, all the pay-per-views this year, with the exception of Survivor Series, were all good. NXT takeovers were amazing. All the NXT takeovers were good. <laughs> Can't wait for the one in London. Ace of Spades. <laughs> Looking for the Balor Joe Bailey Nia Jax. Don't care for Bailey Nia Jax. Nia Jax? Yeah, oh, probably after what we saw last week. Well, get it. She defended the title two weeks against Eva and then Alexa. Alexa. And then no, they're, they're blowing through all the opponents. Uh, no. Maybe she's going up soon. Mm. Yeah, she should stay down long. There ain't no stopping us. Uh, at this da, point, da, she da, just da, stay da, down da, there. At this point, with, that, with how they've been treating the NXT guys, the main roster, and the women, absolutely. But that shame is that that week's gonna be nuts. Yep. TLC 13, 16, RJ's place. Be Fif- there. Fifteen. No, sixteen. Sixteen. Six, yeah, three 15, days later 16, on the Wednesday. 16. Ordering fries. <laughs> Woo! They'll come like way after the pay-per-view. Way after the pay-per-view, they're like, "Oh, we thought you were gonna order at eight because that's when usually the pay-per-views are up." But no, brother, the show's at three o'clock in the afternoon, East Coast time. It's gonna be great. I'm looking forward to it. Not a, such a great time to be a wrestling fan, but I'm excited anyway. Raw, Impact are all poop right now, I guess. Anyway, I don't even know what I'm saying. We got TLC in 12 days next week. Yeah, you got you got this right. Next week, we got the return of Mike Yoder coming for TLC predictions. It's going to be a big show. Two weeks after from today, we got the TLC review. And that's it for WrestleRant Radio on EC campus, EC uh, Endicott campus. And then the final few weeks, we got an MMA fighter from UFC coming on the show. Who We've is got. Not until you'll find I out. I the secret. It's so annoying. The secret. I'm sorry. I was going to call you last week with a Goldberg. But you should have called me. I did. And I didn't answer. And I told you it was Brian Kendrick. Yeah. See? That's fucked <laughs> up. You should have called me with Bill on the line. Like, hello? You're next. I would have been like. <laughs> You're next. Dun, dun, like, who is da, this? Da, da, dun. Bill Goldberg. Bill Goldberg. Come back, please. Come back. Please. Goldberg in the meantime. Take main my night. money. Take my money. Pesos. Pesos. <laughs> I'd give Bill Gold my pesos. <laughs> We're definitely giving my pesos. I've been a Goldberg mark forever. Forever. Such bullshit. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Kid hates Goldberg. You guys, I love I, I love him now. You guys can check out my uh, <laughs> interview with him from last week right here in the show on the website, nextairwrestling.net. December is going to be an exciting month, and I'm pretty sure that's it. we got the... Uh, Polls out of the way, the awards plug out of the way, new articles going up all the time, the interviews up. Uh, RJ, I'll spoil it for you at some point before uh, everyone else knows. I'll, I'll let you know. And the former TNA World Heavyweight Champion and the current TNA wrestler. Got a lot of big names coming on the show. A lot of big names. Got Zima Ion coming on. Got Jesse Goddard's coming on. Neither of them have won a. <laughs> I, don't think, well, I don't watch this stupid product, but I don't yeah. think any more. I feel you. I feel you. I don't blame you whatsoever. Anyway, before we go off the air here, your uh, cheap plugs? There isn't any. Isn't any? No Twitters? No articles? I don't even have a hashtag this week. What's no a Facebook? hashtag this week? MySpace? Nothing? Oh, Periscope. Periscope. At RJ underscore. Marcel on the Periscope. There you go. What's the hashtag of the week? <sighs> what happened? Nothing's happened. Oh, um... Something about Seamus. No, Sheamus. I can't put that clown on the, on that board. Seamus for not champ. WrestleMania is fucked. How about that? Goldberg. Goldberg. What else? I'm trying to think what's happened. What else happened? Nia Jax, the Rock cousin. I think it's Hashtag NXT London. 
NXT London. Perfect. Hashtag F positive. Exactly. Power positivity, people. Power positivity. PMA here in WrestleRant Radio. What do we got here? He's, he's putting it up. Hashtag, what is it? Soldier. NXT London. How about this? Hashtag, we are NXT. Yeah, it's corny. It's corny? Oh, it'll be good. We are NXT. I am NXT. We got a lot of, we got a lot of hashtags. WrestleRant Radio, known for its hashtags. Speaking of hashtags, you can send me your hashtags. That's a terrible, terrible transition. To at WrestleRant on the Twitter, on Facebook, at Facebook.com, backslash Matthews on YouTube. YouTube.com backslash C backslash Graham Juice Matthews. WrestleRant Radio live Tuesdays for the next two weeks here on EC Radio at live365.com backslash stations backslash ECTV 73. And next Periscope. week, Periscope and Tout and MySpace and AIM and Gmail. You can find them all at Graham Juice Matthews. And that's it. So, RJ, we do not have my theme song here for an unfortunate couple reasons because my laptop's still shot. So what song do you want to close out to? What theme? Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch? Let's pull up Becky Lynch. Oh, she's got a great theme. Whoa. You think she's going to win the title at TLC? Yep. How hard are you going to mark when her music hits at, at the garden? Jump through the roof. You jump through the roof? Becky Lynch. <laughs> Did you buy the goggles? No, I didn't buy the damn goggles. Did you buy the shirt yesterday? They were on sale. Oh, why isn't that working? There we go. All right, folks, we'll catch you next Tuesday live, WrestleRant Radio. We'll see you then.